It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. 2 0 Detroit. 2 4 the time of that goal. 3 on 1. 3 on 1, developing. 3 on 2. Red Wings, Rowney, lead pass moving in, and they score. It's Bertuzzi. Another shorthanded goal on the same. Penalty. 3-0 Detroit for twos. He's got two goals. The Red Wings have two of them shorthanded. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I think it, it, there's ebbs and flows in the season. Um, you know, uh, just sometimes sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't. Sometimes you have your legs. Sometimes you don't. Um, you know, I know even just paying attention to um, – you know, my old team in, in Carolina, um, a couple weeks ago, I think they lost four or five. You know, it, it's just sometimes sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't. And, and sometimes, you know, it looks really bad and, and sometimes you're on a heater. So, um, you know, we, we know we need to play better, um, me and uh, me on out. Um, but, but um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like we know we can do it. It's 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 just a matter of uh, of getting back to it and, and trusting um, in your own ability and and and, the, and your teammate uh, sitting across from you. So um, you know, I'm sure we'll be uh, ready to go come uh, from Buffalo. All right. Good morning, guys. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a rough one last night. Not gonna lie. Before we go any further, let's take a look at the standings to see where exactly the Sharks stand after 34 games this year. 17 wins, 16 losses, one overtime loss, slightly over hockey 500, but in the grand scheme, that is 17 wins and 17 losses. The Sharks are at sixth in the division, two points back of LA, three points back of Edmonton, five points back of Calgary, eight points back of Anaheim, and 10 points back of Vegas. If we look at the overall standings when it comes to the wild card in the Western Conference, Minnesota first, Edmonton second, Winnipeg third, LA fourth, and the Sharks fifth. Three points out right now of the final wild card spot. But right now, beyond wild cards, beyond records, this San Jose Sharks team needs to figure things out because the losses that they have had in these first two games of this road trip, I mean, I don't know what to say at this point, and I will go to a man who is as well-versed in the San Jose Sharks as any I can think of, and that is the now-retired columnist Mark Purdy, who covered the Sharks in the 92-93 year. He tweeted out last night, he said, I'm a guy who covered the 92-93 Sharks, the team that lost 71 games but can't recall a road trip starting with two San Jose performances like that. And I'm paraphrasing him. He says, <laughs> he says, if he were Bob Bugner, he'd strip off my shirt and leave the rink. And I mean, 
This is bad. I'll be the first to admit this is bad. And the thing that's so frustrating about this, because this team, when they are playing their best hockey, I honestly believe that they can play with just about anyone. And we've seen that. They've had some really good performances against some really good teams this year. On the flip side of that, when they are bad, they are bad. And right now, you don't know which San Jose Sharks team is going to show up in any given game. And the relative inconsistency, we've talked about this before, is the inconsistency. And what did the Sharks do in the two games before they went out on the road? They had a ugly, ugly win against Arizona. And then they had a really nice win against Philadelphia. They won two games. And then they've gone out on the road right now and they have lost two games, and that is the hallmark of a quote-unquote 500 team. You win a couple, you lose a couple. You win three, you lose three. You win one, you lose one. I mean, it's that back-and-forth lack of consistent better play than poor play, and that's why the Sharks right now are 17-17 and in the grand scheme of things, but yes, 17-16-1 overall, but this is a team that is not going to be consistent over the course of 10 games to the point where they're going to win 7 out of 10, nor 14 out of 20. It's going to be win-loss, win-loss, loss-loss, win-win, loss-win, loss-win. And I mean, this is what it's turning into. And that is, again, in line with expectations. And there are people that thought the Sharks would be worse than what they're doing right now. But it's what I keep on coming back to. The reality of this team is a 500 team for the time being. I think they can get better. I also think that they can perform worse, and I think that's what Bob Bugner's biggest challenge right now is to figure out how to not have his team be so fragile. And I think that was one of the things that we saw last night is the Sharks had a good start. They were making some good plays. They gave up a goal. It was a little bit of a, you know, that was a, it wasn't a soft goal. I'm saying it was just kind of a, a fluky goal, I guess, for lack of a better term. And it seemed like then it just really, really took a lot of the momentum out of them that they had showed early on in the game. And it seemed to deflate them, took the wind out of their sails was the believe the quote that I uh, heard from Bob Bugner after the game. And when the Sharks have that happen, it seems like all the fight and everything just gets sucked out of them. Like they don't have a lot of pushback. And I think that up to this point of the year, when they have seen adversity, they've had a lot of good pushback. And Bob Bugner talked about it at length last year, the response to adversity and it needed to be better. And I think that up to this point of the year, if there was one big change that we'd seen in the Sharks this year, even if they are more of a front-running team, it was the response to adversity had been much, much better. But now we're seeing a little bit of a regression to what they were in 2019, 2020, in 2021, where when things go wrong, they go wrong in a hurry. And yes, the absences play a factor right now. I'm not going to try and tell you that that's an excuse because there are no excuses, but it is a factor. Now, if you want to win, you have to be able to make good with anybody who's out there on the ice. When we come to the reality of it, the Sharks do not have the depth of talent right now to be able to do that. I mean, let's just talk about the depth of overall forwards on the ice right now for the San Jose Sharks. You don't have Logan Couture, you don't have Kevin LeBanc, you don't have Rudolph Balsers. Now, I know you might say, well, Kevin LeBanc wasn't producing. Yes, but Kevin LeBanc represented a potential problem. Even if his numbers were not in line with what the expectations were, he still had potential every single time he touched the puck, and he still was a confident, more experienced player out there on the ice for the San Jose Sharks. Logan Couture is as important as anybody out there on the ice because 
He's going to come up for you in the big situations. He's going to be hard-nosed, and his overall mentality out there on the ice bleeds into everybody else. It's why you know he's a captain. I mean, he is not an MVP in this league, and I don't say that as an insult, but I think the fact that he is a very, very good player, a guy who's capable of being an all-star, is that he fights for everything out there on the ice, and he sets a standard that guys feel they have to meet. And I'm not saying that's not the case with anybody else out there on the ice and that that, that it's a supreme lack of other guys, but I think Logan Couture, as a captain, it's not like he's the rah-rah guy. He just sets the standard. When you don't have him out there on the ice, that hurts you. When you don't have LeBanc out there on the ice, that hurts you even more. When you're without Balsers, a guy who can contribute and be another problem for a team to deal with, that is, again, a problem for the Sharks out there on the ice. And it's that they're not creating more problems. And it puts a lot of pressure on Hurdle. It puts a lot of pressure on Timo Meyer. It puts a lot of pressure on everyone. And when you combine that with the lack of an emotional leader like Mario Ferraro, who is a tremendous pure defender, as well as a guy who's developing into more and more of an offensive problem, the Sharks do not have the depth to deal with this. And I don't think I'm breaking any news. And I know it's not an excuse because if you want to win in the NHL, like the Sharks did when they were shorthanded earlier in the year when they had seven regulars out and had a lot of guys up from the Barracuda, you need to be able to deal with that. You need to be able to find a better response. And yes, I think the Sharks will have Ferraro back on Thursday, and that will definitely help things for this Sharks team. But the absences are a factor, but it's not an excuse. It just seems that right now the Sharks are dealing with a lot that they have not been able to step up to. And I think that when we look at what's been going on, Tomas Hurdle was asked about it, you know, the team needing to figure it out. Reimer was asked about it, and Hurdle alluded to the fact that there have been some team meetings at this point, that there have been players-only meetings where guys have sat down and figured it out or tried to figure it out, but it's not working up to this point. And, you know, Brent Burns, when he took the mic last night, you could feel the frustration pouring out of his pores. You could feel, as Tomas Hurdle was very blunt and saying, he was embarrassed. And I think it's it's good, it's necessary for these guys to feel some relative embarrassment because not that they should be embarrassed, quote unquote, but there is a standard that comes with being a San Jose Shark. And I know you can say, well, not for the last three years, but yes, the core players of these guys, of this team, Tomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer, Logan Couture, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, These guys are star players in the league. They have been in big games. They have played in the big games. They have been a part of massive, massive teams that have had deep runs into the playoffs and played in some of the most memorable games in the NHL in the last decade. Their pride is such that they do not accept this type of performance as it should be, right? And I imagine that right now they are all looking at each other, trying to figure out how to fix it and how to fix it fast. Because I think Bob Bugner has given them the blueprint of how to do it. And Bob Bugner is not the problem right now. I, I I don't see the issue being the schematic with this team. The issue is the mentality of the team. That when it gets tough, there is a collapse. That when they get a five minute major, you can't give up two shorthanded goals. In terms of what is inexcusable in over the course of a game of which there are no excuses. You go on a five-minute major, you win the game then and there. You do not give up two short-handed goals, especially when you're already down one nothing. That, to me, was absolutely startling. 
And I don't know if there is a more apt term to use, but I was startled to see that. And maybe you can say incredulous. Maybe you could say I was in disbelief. But it was one of those things where I just said, oh my God, what am I watching right now? How is this team collapsing like this? And I would hope that the response from this in that three of the last four games, even though two of them have been wins of their last four games, that is, but three of the last four games have been relatively inexcusable and have been performances that are not in line with the expectations and the standards of the guys and the leaders that are on this team. If this is the bottoming out, then you can expect a better response. If this is the bottoming out where things kind of come together and the team realizes they need to play a better game, because there have been bad losses up to this point of the year, and there have been some tough moments at this point of the year, and there have been some riding-on-the-wall moments up to this point of the year, but there's been nothing quite like this, especially these last two games. And the hope now is that this team simply responds and reacts and puts forth better performances and recognizes that they all have to be better. Getting Ferraro back is going to help that. Getting Balsers back next week when they're back home is hopefully going to help that. Getting maybe a response from Mark Edward Vlasic after sitting last night, maybe that is going to help things out. I don't know. I think there's a lot that needs to happen with this team. I think that they all need to figure it out. Everybody needs to have that look in the mirror and figure out how they can be a contributing member and do more than what they have been doing. And I think that if there was anything that good that's going to come out of performances like this, it's the acknowledgement that you need to be better. And, you know, like Reimer talked about earlier, there is an ebb and a flow of every season if you're a hockey player. I 100% believe that. It's going to happen for individual guys. It's going to happen for individual teams. It's going to happen for individual lines. It's going to happen for individual units. And right now, it is happening in terms of an ebb for multiple players and multiple lines and multiple units, and it's all snowballing on the San Jose Sharks. And I, I don't even see it as the team playing hero hockey right now. Like That was a problem last year where they would open up and guys would try to do it on their own. Right now, it just seems like they, they can't get out of their own way. It's like they're stepping on their own feet. It's like they're trying to make a play, but then being hesitant and then turning the puck over at the blue line. And then it's it's everything right now. And it's I can't blame everything on Reimer, but he's had some goals that I felt that he could have stopped. It's not been just the D-men, but I think that they've had plays they should have been better positioned. It's not just the offense, but I do think that there have been open nets in a lot of games that they need to that they need to hit. You know, I, I think that often we hear the talk of execution, as Brent Burns pointed that out at the start of the game or at the start of the post game. You know, execution is something that's so nebulous. But it is distinct and it is something that is real that if you have a play that you can make, you need to make it if your team is going to expect to win. If you can hit the back of the net, if you have a good look, if you have a play, if you have a pass, you need to make it. You need to be the professional that you are. You need to be the all-star that you are. You need to be the high-paid player that you are. And for too many of the Sharks right now, it's just not happening. And that's when you get into the embarrassment and that's when you get into the inexcusable and that's when you get into the why there are player-only meetings right now happening with the San Jose Sharks team because it's snowballing. And you have a danger of it snowballing into something worse beyond individual games. And credit to the Sharks, when they've had bad performances, when they've had bad stretches, they've been able to bounce back and put themselves in a better place. They've been able to bounce back and get a couple of wins and kind of calm things down and smooth things over. 
Well, now they're faced with their greatest challenge of the year. Now there probably will be another player-only meeting that maybe extends beyond the leadership core and maybe sits down everyone. And maybe, you know, I don't know if it's cussing guys out. I don't know if it is going man by man and expressing what they think needs to happen. I don't know what goes on in that sense of a dressing room of how guys figure it out and what they can do. But I do know, I do know that something needs to happen in terms of this team figuring it out in terms of them putting forth a better performance in that next game for this team. It's Buffalo on Thursday night. It was a game that I viewed as winnable for the San Jose Sharks, but after seeing these last two games, I don't know that I can say that. The one thing that I keep on coming back to this year, and you can tell me if it's a bad take at Ted Ramey Media, is that with that five-minute major last night, which, by the way, man, I hope Jake Middleton is all right because he's been one of my favorite guys this year in terms of his story. Getting this opportunity at the NHL is one of those glue guys in the dressing room, and when he took that hit and went down, being what a tough character he is, that immediately made me sick to my stomach because you just, you know, anytime a head injury these days with what we know, you get a little bit worried. You get a little bit scared for the guy. So hopefully he'll be all right. And again, that was, I mean, it was frustrating Here's the thing, and it gets back to my point that I was just trying to make. When you get Middleton going down, taking that shot, and for lack of a better term, earning your team a five-minute major, where's the urgency to perform for him? Where is the moment to know that, okay, he just went out, he just got smashed, we need to stick up for him to show that he took that hit, his body was sacrificed for the team, that we are going to play for him and win for him? Because... When I look back at what the Sharks did in that absence of players at the end of October into the middle or early part of November when they went 3-2-1, and one, there was extreme urgency out there on the ice. And when they took that five-minute major, there was not extreme urgency to win the game for Middleton in that moment. And that was what was so disappointing for me. They didn't come out with fire. They didn't come out pissed off. They didn't come out looking to avenge what just happened to their teammates. Yes, I know there were fights. Yes, I know that there were emotional moments for the team. But over the course of that five-minute major, they didn't play like they were going to win that game in that instant. They played with hesitation. They played with a little bit of a needling nature, just trying to pick and choose. Like, no, you have to win that game right there. You have to hammer the puck at the opposition. You have to make something happen. You have to be the team that takes the game over at that point and shows you're not going to allow a hit like that to happen in terms of not just fighting a guy, but beating the other team senseless to show that you, if given that opportunity, if seeing that happen to your teammate, you are going to take over the game and win it right there. The extreme lack of urgency that they played with to not only not score, but give up two shorthanded goals. That's why Hurdle said it was embarrassing. That's why Brent Burns looked as frustrated as I've seen him in quite some time after the game. But you always look for the rallying moment. You always look for that time over the course of the year in which the team responds and puts forth a performance and puts forth a stretch of games and tries to turn things around. I do believe this team is capable of that. And I liked the start to the Sharks game, and I liked the passion that they showed early on, and I think there is still a lot of good that can happen with this team. But when they collapse after giving up a goal, 
and then they don't play with urgency on a five-minute major and give up two shorthanded goals. And then when they find themselves down, you know, three nothing, and you get back into it, and then you give up a goal right after that. It's just, it's a lot. And the Sharks are putting themselves not in a situation to succeed, but in a situation to fail. That is the trouble right now. That is the issue that needs to be rectified. Instead of taking advantage of opportunity, they're failing when given opportunity. And that's not in line with these players with what these players are capable of on the ice. That's why I think it can be fixed. That's why I think it can be turned around. And that's what's probably making it even more frustrating out there on the ice for a Tomas Hurdle, for a Brent Burns, for an Eric Carlson. They all know they can be better but it's not out there. And if you think it's frustrating for them, I'm sure Bob Bugner is going out of his mind because he's shown them with the results when you're committed to the D, when you play with conviction, when you play the simple passes, when you play a simplified game, you get better results. When you play team defense, better results. When you respond to adversity and you immediately tighten things up and come back with a better response, you get better results. And then the team goes out and does that. I'm sure Bob Bugner is is going out of his mind. All right, we're going to get into some of the post-game reaction after last night's game. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Across the line, gives it to Gregor. Turns to the backhand, went back to Burns, who winds up and fires. Save made by Nedeljkovic. Burns just got pickpocketed. It's a semi-breakaway for Sutter. Moving in, shoots, score! Pius Suter puts it up top. That is a shorthanded goal for Detroit. 2-0 Red Wings, and that one hurts. Very disappointing, especially after the start we had. I thought that we came out and... uh... Really, I mean, we were engaged, uh, um, we were hitting, we were, you know, we had the first five or six shots and had a couple of good chances. Um, you know, obviously the first goal was a fluke. I think it took some wind out of our sails. We, I think we had uh, um, a good control on the game and, and um, you know, it wasn't, uh, it was a fluke goal, down one nothing. But uh, let's be honest, I think the game lost itself or we lost the game in the five minute power play where they scored two shorthanded goals. That's. Uh, you know, you can't go down 3 nothing when you get a five-minute power play. That's your chance to make a difference in the game, set the tone, get get the game back to even, even though they got a lucky bounce on the first one. And um, it actually, the uh, uh, the opposite happened. And, uh, you know, give any team in this league a 3 nothing lead, you're in trouble. So um, I thought our power play guys got a worked on the penalty kill by their penalty killers. Um, you know, we made some dumb decisions with the puck at the blue line, bobbling pucks instead of just, you know, um, playing on the safe side of things and uh you know after that it's again once you're down three nothing and you try and open up and um you you, you know you play uh, you play a lackadaisical game then you're cheating for offense that was sharks head coach bob bugner after the relative disappointment he felt last night knowing his team needed to be tighter after that performance against the penguins knowing his team had a good start only to see it all fall apart 
on that five-minute major. And I thought that one of the more telling responses last night came from Tomas Hurdle when he discussed the lack of performance on that five-minute major. It's, it's, it's tough because I thought so we got pretty good, you know, first 20 minutes, you know, we got a little unlucky goal. And, you know, you... You, you go in the second, you're expecting, you know, we got four minutes power play, you know, and change the game, change the momentum game, and and we showed up like that and give up two goals. That's just, I don't know, I don't know actually what to say because this is embarrassing, you know, show up and they have, I think one of the worst, you know, actually maybe PK Sanchez, they scored two, goal, two goals against us and we show up there like, we go easy, you know, we were just standing, waiting for anything to happen and they just jump hard, score two goals and and it's it's tough because this, this was really embarrassing what we showed up in the second and for sure was the change the moment of the game and, and it's on us and 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 we just let Reimer again just in the net just like last game against Pittsburgh and and I, I'm tough feeling because he, he was so good all season, you know in so many games and we lost two games we didn't, we didn't help him at all I mean when you hear that type of an incredulous response from Tomas Hurdle you can tell that not only is he searching for the answer to the question that he's asked he's still in his head searching for the answers to what happened on the ice and I think that that same type of reaction came from Brent Burns as well when he was asked about the lack of urgency that the team showed over the course of the game and that five minute major I, I mean yeah at the end of the day you gotta you gotta be better uh, we got to work harder, but you know, it's easy to say guys aren't working. It's it's you know, it's just execution and and uh, more of a mindset. And you know, we got to fix it fast. I just think we got to execute better, um, help each other. I think think when we put each other into mistakes and, and, and putting each other into tough spots, it, it can, it makes it look a lot worse. Um, I mean, it just, it's gotta be better. I mean, uh, I don't know, at the end of the day, you just gotta, you gotta figure it out. Put the next guy in a good spot. You gotta start executing, doing the same, the things on the same page. And, um, you know, obviously this isn't, it's not good enough. So. Now, Brent Burns is a guy who's always careful with what he says, especially about the game of hockey. He doesn't want to give up too much, but he's not just being careful with his answer right there. He is at a loss, and it's the same type of thing that I heard from Tomas Hurdle. Now, credit to James Reimer. He seems much more willing to just kind of you know, water off a duck's back. And I think goalies have to be like that because if you start worrying about your performances, it gets into your head. And again, I almost think that James Reimer has the right approach, but his his game is different. He, as a goalie, has different things to worry about than the rest of the Shark Skaters do, and that's 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 again a different mentality. But I do like the fact that you know Reimer was being a little bit more you know overall chill in response to what's going on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you want to score a couple of goals on a power play, and not give up um, some. So um, yeah, it's just uh, unfortunate. I mean, obviously. As a goalie, um, you want to come up with a save there for your team. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, that's not the case. I mean, you can maybe turn the momentum, but um, not just the way uh, just the way she went to. So, again, there's a part of me that likes the fact that Reimer is just kind of like, eh, whatever, we'll get the next one. Because, 
I think that right now there are some very heavy heads and heavy hearts inside that Sharks dressing room, and you need a guy like Reimer who's going to be light about it and is not going to say to his team, you know, why are you putting me in these bad situations and odd man rushes on a five-minute major? Because that's not going to help anything. I think you need guys to not come and butt heads. You need to let things kind of just melt apart, let the team lay it out there, see what's going on, see if they can figure out, and coming up with a much better performance is now... I did talk earlier about Bob Bugner and giving the team the blueprint of how they're going to win. And this is what he talked about last night when asking why the team is reverting to some of the bad habits they've displayed over the past, well, three out of the last four games. Well, I think we've played 30 plus games. and I think we we have most nights. I think the last couple games, it's gotten away from us. And, uh, you know, I think, again, um, you know, there's a lot of new line combinations. There's not a lot of new faces, guys playing uh, uh, with different people, and, and there's no excuses. But, um, you know, uh, we got to get back to yeah our foundation, our basics, and I think that we've gotten away from it for two games now. Uh, I think we played a really good game against Philadelphia at home. I thought that would, uh, you know, get us back in our mode that we need to be in. But, uh, you know, we caught uh, a team in Pittsburgh that was uh, – um, you know, they were hungrier than us. And tonight, again, I think, again, we came out and we played very well. Um, but, you know, that has to be maintained, even if you give up a shorty. Um, but when you're down 3 nothing, it's, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a different ball game. It's different to uh, your mentality changes. And, and uh, you know, it's our job to get that back on track. And we will. Um, we're just, uh, you know, we got we got to get guys uh, back refocused. And, and, you know, we're just doing things that are uncharacteristic, even at the end of the game. Swatting pucks away in the D zone, throwing them up the middle, putting them under tape, uh, you know, just overforcing things when it doesn't need to be overforced. So I will again reiterate my stance that something good can come of all this for the San Jose Sharks, that this is a bottoming out, that from here on out, they figure out that they need to be a better team, that they've seen the mistakes, that they're sick of it, that they have a response. And I think that's got to be what the team does. And I still have hope for this team. They have talent, they have the ability, they have the players. I do think, though, that when opportunity presents itself, they need to strike and they need to bury the puck. If they execute, things can get a lot better for this team. That wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. We will be back with you on Friday morning after the Sharks take on Buffalo for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.